Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the Michelle Miao Show. Today is Sunday, so that means we will be hearing from BB Sweetbriar. Let's welcome It's Everything with BB Sweetbriar. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of It's Everything with me, your hostess, BB Sweetbriar. This is our Sunday segment of the Michelle Meow Show. We're here every week here to um, help kind of give her a relaxing day because you know how hard Michelle works. So welcome back first. I hope you guys all enjoy. See, you guys just had the, the, the Grammy, uh, not the Grammy, the Oscars. Uh, this came up and I would spend some time talking about some of the stuff that went on there, but you know what? It's all been the news and it's kind of like old news. So I'm not going to go there with you. So we're just going to do something fresh and we've got a really big show in, uh, today because we have two big interviews that, um, I really want to make sure you get them in their entirety. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time babbling. Is that okay with all of you out there? I'm sure it is. So I have two great guests and they're both musicians. So you're going to get an opportunity to hear some music as well. The first um, entertainer that I will be interviewing or speaking with today is someone a little bit new probably to some of you. He's an independent artist out of New York. His name is Raphael, and we're going to be introducing one of his latest songs uh, that is a precursor to his upcoming album. But then my second interview is with a legendary singer who is the lead or was the lead singer of Sister Sledge. Kathy Sledge will be with us. And she has a new song out, and it's a big dance hit, as well as another production she's doing to honor Billie Holiday. So those are two big interviews that I'm sure you're going to interview. So I'm going to get right into it, if you guys don't mind, um, and waste no time, because these are really good. So we're going we're gonna to talk to Raphael in just a minute. And he, like I said before, he is a, an independent artist out of New York, originally from Miami. And he does this thing called Trip Hop. I didn't know what it was either. Um, but when you listen to his music, you kind of get a feel for what it is. Because what I like to call it is kind of like what we used to do back in the days in the 60s. Um, and I have, a, um, I have a new producer, Kenny. Hi, Kenny. He's in there who is too young to even know who the Beatles or Jackson 5. He doesn't know any of those people because he wasn't even thought of at that point. I don't even think his parents were even born then. Um, but anyway... <laughs> But anyway, um, trip hop is kind of like poetry, real poetry, read kind of over music like they used to do, like the beatniks back in the day. That's kind of how I feel it is. It's kind you'll get that mood. It's very moody, seductive, all of that. And that's what Raphael does, but he does it to kind of contemporary themes. Trip hop, that's what it is. And so let me give you a taste of what I'm talking about. Here is Raphael's brand new song called Boys Are trouble and when we get out of that i'm going to go right into the interview so there's not going to be me coming back you're going to go into the interview right after boys are trouble you think you're in control of your emotional state to lay your fate lies in your physical taste i challenge the boundaries every day body says yes modesty says look away anatomy Congratulations with uh, with the new video release to uh, Boys Are Trouble with the remix. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, um, this is um, the second release from your upcoming um, album, The Dark of Mind. 
of the dark of my mind. Of my mind. Yeah. What, can, can you get, before I get into the single, the title sounds as if you um, may be exploring some things that are in your head that might lead us to believe are kind of um, on the dark side of things. Is that what the, the title um, alludes to? Or is it going to be a mixture well, of all types of songs? That's uh, that's definitely a, a great question. It, it's an, it, it is a concept album, The Dark of My Mind. And it's basically in a sense that the, it's an album about desire. It's about love. It's about romance. And I think in our heads, when it comes to topics like this, we kind of keep these things in the back of our head, in the dark of our mind, in in sense. And so, really, this album was about me sort of singing these things that I don't necessarily talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to express in in music for me. Mm -hmm. So, I think that if people can sort of connect and relate to what I'm saying. So that's really great. Are, are most of the, um, the songs that are included in this set or planned to include in this set, um, will they be about relationships? Because the, the first two singles, Superstar and now Boys Are Trouble, are, are related to that. I mean, um, you know, yes, there are other things that absolutely. are in our minds that we don't talk about, but those two are. Are the rest of the songs going to be like that? Uh, yes, actually, uh, the rest of the songs definitely are love songs <laughs> or lust songs, however you want to uh, interpret them. And uh, there's there's definitely a mix of something for everybody. For example, Boys Are Trouble is definitely a very sort of dark and mysterious song, whereas Superstar was a little lighter. It has like that tinge of reggae to it. Yeah, I love I love the the reggae Jamaican feel. By the beach at night. Yeah, yeah, I really love the music part of that. Yeah, the other tracks though, like for example, I have a song called "So Quiet," which is one of my favorites, and it just talks about sort of a crush and how you're really shy around them, but in your head you have all of these like naughty thoughts when you're with them, but. On the outside, it looks like you're this sort of shy, quiet guy. So I think that's a really, a really fun song. And I have another one called Bogota, which is about hooking up with a very attractive Colombian guy. So <laughs> there's definitely, uh, there's definitely something for everybody. Well, I well, you definitely have one consistent thing: is all the men that you seem to be. Um, attracted to in your videos are extremely handsome um um and getting to that boys are trouble it is somewhat of a obsession type of or addiction type of song um um but there there's probably more to what you're trying to say other than your attraction or obsession with um sex or a man um that could lead it could be an addiction or obsession with anything Absolutely. With uh, Boys Are Trouble, you know, it's, it really comes down to when people ask me what the song is about. It is very much about addiction. Mm-hmm. But that could be love. It could be sex. It could be touch. And with addiction, you always want more, like I say, and, and you never get enough. And especially today, I feel like, God, there's so many attractive, attractive people in the world that uh, and, and they're so accessible that I feel like 
especially with this generation with uh, different apps and everything, it's like there's so many. And it, it does become an addiction where it doesn't fill you up mm-hmm. because there's just, you know, it doesn't fill you up exactly, so it can get you into trouble. Oh wow! Now you you in this video you kind of used a backdrop of this um, uh, fight night throwdown type of models fighting with um, amateur boxers or something like that. Um, that's kind of a yes. backdrop story to this video. But is that somewhat used to uh, bring out the domestic violence type of part of it that's in there? Uh, absolutely. There's always with my videos, they're, they're really well planned out. I'm extremely a part of the concept, and the concept is, is mine, essentially. And, and I'm very much a part of what makes sense because I, I love movies, I love TV shows, and I'm very analytical when I watch them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, for me, finding you know, hidden meanings and symbolism in a lot of the things that I put into my videos is really important. So, absolutely, that backdrop, which actually Friday Night Go Down is a real thing here in New York, where male models do amateur boxing. <laughs> it's, a really inter- it's a really interesting idea, isn't it? Because uh, you don't necessarily think like these male models would want to get their faces it. bashed in. <laughs> I'm like thinking, it's like, why do you want to mess up your money maker? I don't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, as far as the concept and, and the themes in the video, there definitely is that uh, violence aspect, mm-hmm. not only in the ring, but it sort of ups the ante of the situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Because you see me, and I'm sort of, I'm sort of in this world that I necessarily like. Why am I there? You know, it just doesn't seem like I'd be part of it. And um, so it's all really interesting for me. It was, it was a really cool video. Yeah, to be able to create this world that's this like seedy, um, you know, seedy uh, fight club that is like the top guys and like yeah, some some. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I, 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 I recall reading in your press release, too, that, um, you know, you felt it important to kind of bring out a little bit about the domestic violence in um, gay relationships. Because I think so many times the real world thinks that um, same-sex relationships don't have those types of things or some... I don't know why. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. Um, and... I, I thought it was really important, for sure, to, to tell that story because mm-hmm. I feel that if I don't tell it, it may not even see the light of day. So I think things like that are really important because not only can anybody can relate to it who's been in that situation, whether emotionally abuse, emotional abuse or physical, or it's, it's, you're in that situation and we see it so much, so many times with, you know, a girl and a guy, but mm-hmm. it absolutely exists between men, two men. It mm-hmm. absolutely exists between two women. Mm-hmm. So I think those stories are really important to share. Mm-hmm. And I'm fortunate, I, I never just put things in to put things in. It's, it's absolutely a part of me, and 
if it wasn't important to me or if it if it, I didn't feel anything for it, I would have never included it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on by joining our community. Each week, we send out an email that covers important things taking place in the Progressive Voices Network and throughout the progressive world. Be the first to know of upcoming shows, schedule changes, exclusive programming, and more. Simply go to ProgressiveVoices.com and sign up for our mailing list. It's that easy. ProgressiveVoices.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining the Progressive Voices community. Babe. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. Weatherford BMW is where I spend a lot of my time. I love what I do and I love the people I work with. But work's not the only thing I love. I love the everyday simple things in life, like mornings at my favorite coffee shop, taking walks with my dogs around Point Isabel, and spoiling my partner for a scenic but thrilling ride. That's the beauty of living the Bay Area dream. We're just being ourselves, living our authentic life. Live your authentic life, a special message by Weatherford BMW. Well, we're back. I, I hope you enjoyed the little messages that we had out there so that we can pay some bills. But we're going to continue on with our interview with Raphael. Now, Boys Are Trouble, the original mix or the original release of the song is somewhat, is really moody, I think, in, the, in, yeah. in, in it. And um, I, 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 listening to it, really grasped the dark side of the whole thing. And I think I I was able to follow, um, follow it quite well, just because the music set the, the scene very well. But, um, you know, you have a remix now with one of my favorite remixers, producers, Joe Guthrow. Um, and you know, of course that, that kind of changes a little bit where, cause it's a fast song now. Do you, were you, were you somewhat, afraid that doing a remix of this particular song um, would would distort your message or the message would be lost? I think that as far as doing a remix to Boys to Trouble, I thought it, it really was essential mm-hmm. to get the songs into the club mm-hmm. because uh, I know that even when recording it, I knew that the chorus it would sound so great if it was a dance remix. So it was always my intention to have a remix as far as losing the message. I think watching the video for the remix, if anybody sees that, they can sort of tie it back to the original video Mm -hmm. because it's almost like, I like to call the remix video the ghost version because it's where I'm essentially an adapter the, the, what takes place after the original video. So after I'm 
I'm dead essentially. <laughs> and so the the remix video for me is like you're dead and these are all these kind of flashbacks of of the things and the events that had happened. But I think the message is really clear, boys are trouble. So whether it's dance a, a dance track in the club or you actually are listening to the original version in your bed, closing your eyes and sort of drifting away into this in the dark of my mind, I think you get the message that voice of trouble. <laughs> now, this is your first. Is this your first time that you've had a song remix? Yes, yes, it is. Wow. First time I've ever, uh, uh, song remix. Wow, wow. Now, how did you get into? I think what you guys, what you call what you do, is um, trip hop. Is that what it's called? Um, I, I, I get lost yeah. in all, there's so many now genres of music, you know, I, I know. I'm from an old school <laughs> time when, it, it is pop yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm from the old school where I think we had like four or five, now there's like a billion of them, but, um, because, because what you do is somewhat, I mean, it is, um, a rap, I guess you would say, I kind of like to call, I mean, you really kind of take me back to the days, now this course was before my time, of course, but. Um, when there was poetry read to music, because that's what I kind of, um, um, the way, the way you, you, you rap or the way you do your song, it's more like poetry set to music. Um, but you also sing as well. So it's kind of that combo plate, I'll call it, you know, if we were going to go to, um, you know, McDonald's, it might be meal number five or whatever on there, but, uh, yeah. you've got kind of like a combo plate. What, what, what do you kind of call what you do and how do you kind of, um, how do you kind of sum it up? The music genres, like you said, they're so vast and there's so many. Mm-hmm. So I was able to sort of, it's always essentially been pop. And of course, growing up in, in Miami Beach, I was, influenced so much by a lot of hip-hop mm-hmm. and so for me my writing and, and how I how I want to express myself it's almost I like to say it's stream of conscious writing because mm-hmm. I never sit down and just like okay I'm going to write a song it'll just come to me and I'll have to sort of write it all down really fast before it leaves yeah. so um, when it comes to the genre and what I would consider it it's definitely pop but it does go into trip hop because of that sort of spoken uh, rap mm-hmm. type of uh, influence there. So it's it's also there's a another genre called dream pop. So <laughs> for me, it's, it's trip hop, it's dream pop, but most importantly, it's essentially romance and, and love, and it definitely has. So many beautiful uh, instruments that I love. I love strings and, mm-hmm. and vintage synths. So essentially, the whole album is is covered in that. It's this sort of dark, dreamy kind of landscape when we listen to the album. Now, when are you planning on releasing the album? Well, with Boys Are Trouble finally out, I would say that the new album it's it's all done. So mm-hmm. it's going to. I would say be out with another music video, uh, say probably April. Okay, great. Uh, That's not too far off. Music video to kind of kick that off, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love both Superstar and um, 
boys are trouble. They they were very appealing to listen to, and the videos were, of course, very appealing to watch. So, um, now, will you be, um, or are you currently now, um, um, doing any mini tours in support of both of those songs in, 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 um, in preface of the release of the album? Absolutely. I'm actually going to be working with my choreographer and putting together a performance show that will kick off in my sort of my hometown in Miami. And uh, I'm really excited about that. So kind of make my way there and then uh, head, head back over here and do some shows in New York. So Fabulous. Absolutely. Fabulous. Well, I wish you all the best. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, and um, I look forward to actually dancing to it on the dance floor sometime. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you enjoy yourself, and um, um, you know I'll be in, enjoying your your city soon, and I'm looking forward to that myself. So um, enjoy, and good luck with everything. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. No I problem. Really appreciate it. No problem, Raphael. And, um, okay there. You take care, love. Okay, you too. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, it wasn't that a wonderful story. I, I really enjoy this young man, and I think we probably turned some people on to the new thing called Trip Hop. Um, and I enjoyed it. And the song that you heard earlier in the early part of the hour was um, Boys Are Trouble, and that was the original version. A little moody, a little slow, but as we talked about in the interview, there was a remix done by Joe Guthrow, who's a Grammy-nominated uh, uh, remixer out there, and we happen to have that one just as well. So if your mood was a little bit dark, which is, goes in line with the name of the album, we're going to uplift it a little bit here. Going into our commercial is the remix version of Raphael's Boys Are Trouble. And we'll be right back.
Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on on Facebook. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. On the Progressive Voices Facebook page, we update the stories that our hosts like Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Bill Press, and Leslie Marshall will be talking about during their shows. And we share great news, commentaries, opinion pieces, and videos from all over the progressive world. Always progressive, always on. Be part of the progressive conversation. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. I'm Heclina. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years. And uh, over the past couple of months, I just opened up my club, Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody. And that's just kind of the attitude and the, the uh, the ethics of Oasis is it's kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I still need to, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like, like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people, and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity. And, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. Oh my God, we are family. Good Lord, how many times have we out there heard that song played at an LGBTQ party or a pride event or something like that? Probably a billion. There's probably so many of them. And I don't even know if the reason why we are as a community so into uh, the song, is it because it is about family and we are our family? Or is it because there were really real sisters? Sister Sledge did that song and they were all really sisters or is it because the lead vocal in that is so infectious Kathy Sledge was the youngest sister in the Sister Sledge but she was the lead vocalist and there's just something about that girl's voice that was emotional and you could feel it I think at the time that they made that song she was only 16 years old so 
you can if you can hear that 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 emotion and that voice at that time, you can only imagine what she sounds like today. And let me tell you, she sounds amazing. And we're gonna talk to her, Kathy Sledge. Yes, the legendary Kathy Sledge. I had an opportunity to talk to her a little bit earlier, and I am so impressed about her new song. It's called Keep. Keep it moving, and it's uh, by Aristo Freaks. The music is, and the lyrics are written by Kathleen, so it's a little bit of a personal song, but very uplifting. It's a dance tune, and she's back, y'all. She is, I don't even think she really went anywhere, but she's just back recording, sounding amazing, and it was just a privilege to speak with her because a lot of times when we talk to, or we talk to some of our, our guests who are performers, and they haven't been on the radio, or they don't have have a new song out we have the impression they haven't been doing anything but the reality is is they're still working they might be doing a lot of live shows stage whatever but just because you don't hear their music on the radio or they're not in the headlines on the gossip columns you think that they've gone to the wayside but she has been really really busy and i was so thankful that i had an opportunity to talk to her so right now we're going to talk to kathy sledge and if i sound a little starstruck it's because I was. So here is Kathy Sledge of Sister Sledge. Well, hello there, Miss Kathy Sledge. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. I let me get all the fan stuff out of the way right now because I still I cannot believe I'm speaking to the legendary Kathy Sledge this morning. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm smiling ear to ear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, really. The, I, I have to say, though, I am so glad I had a privilege to see you. It was, it's been some time when you last, I think, were here in San Francisco and you performed at, I do believe it was at the Mezzanine. And at the time, yeah, yeah at the time, I think you had either your daughter and niece singing with you. Um, recreating yeah, some of the, yeah, and that was the last time I had an opportunity to see you, but it was just so great because it just continues to remind us all of the music that you have brought into our lives. Wow. Well, thank you. And I do remember the mezzanine and I remember like in San Francisco a lot. Yes. Yeah, that was wow, a great thing. Cool. And, and congratulations on uh, the resurgence of uh, your music um, to a, a crop of a new generation of people with um, Aristo Freaks, Keep It Moving, that collaboration that you're going. How did that all come about with you and the, and the guys? Wow, I tell you, um, it's funny because they contacted me because they loved my voice. And I don't know, Max doesn't really tell you a lot about him, but what people don't know, is where he got his name is, you know, he is um, he is a doctor in economics. Oh gosh! <laughs> and he, I know, right? And he um, he kind of grew up in a very aristocratic life, mm-hmm. and he loves dance music. He had it's in his bio. He talks about how he had this operation that almost was a brush with death. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know what? If I get through this, I am going to follow my passion." Mm-hmm. So, and that is music. And mm-hmm. so he happened to have a passion for my voice, too. <laughs> and that's how it all started. He, he contacted me about doing some of the, the early stuff. Uh-huh. Um, my sisters, he wanted to recreate the whole sound. Yeah. And but have an edge, you know, the edge for today with it. Yeah. And, and that's there, how it, that started. But then, and there is that new thing about kind of how the disco music is kind of coming back um, with with a new sound, you know, a new 
uh, a new beat, I guess is the way. And, and, and music is like that. You know that because uh, we're going to talk about another project that you're doing, which is kind of bringing back another legendary's um, music as well. But that's kind of how I think life goes and how music goes is that things just kind of come back and they repattern themselves. That's kind of what's going on with your music, you know? Yeah, I always think that like good, like good music always comes back, and good and good vibes always come back. And you know, I think it's you're right. It's like it's new to a whole new generation. Mm-hmm. It's new, mm-hmm. well, different generation. Well, and um, so no, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, it's led me to really just embrace a lot of things, like like Billie Holiday and like I think dance music. It always has a different name, call it EDM or dance or a full right. or but it's it does the same thing and it, it's uplifting. Yeah. And yeah. I'm proud to you know be a voice that I'm proud to be a voice that people recognize in that genre of music. So yeah, that's that's what? pretty. And you've you've always you were actually you and the, you and, and your sisters were one of the first concerts that I had the privilege of going to growing up myself. Oh my um, I know you have a, you're you're such a big part of my life and you don't even know it. Um, I went to see you. The, I went to see Sister Sledge, The Silvers. Um, and I think it was the Jackson Five. I think it was at the Hollywood Bowl back in the day. It, it was like a yeah, family fest thing. It was family. like <laughs> it was years and years ago. But I remember listening to you and thinking, "Is how could this young little teen girl have this adult voice?" <laughs> because you have wow. have always had that. You know, I liken you to kind of that Gladys Knight type of feel. Like you have that way of of putting so much emotion in a song with just the way your voice sounds. And how was that as you were growing up as a kid, you know, trying to do kid things and you have this adult sounding voice. How was that oh, for boy. you? <laughs> well, I tell you, you're good because Gladys Knight, like back then that was like, she was my favorite, one of my favorite singers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what people don't know is way before we were family or any songs, we, we would always do like a lot of the local clubs. And I would always sing a lot of the Gladys songs. Mm-hmm. And Mavis Staples. Like, you know, I used to even do like a Mavis Staples impersonation. You do, I'll take you there, and I do the old. In fact, the ad living family, when, you know, Mavis used to go, ah, yeah, like all of that stuff. I used to just, it came naturally just from just loving and embracing some of the artists that I grew up with. Uh huh. And, and yeah, I just, you know, I think a lot of the influences came from Gladys. You were like one of the first. It's interesting because a lot of people don't know notice that, but she really was one of my favorite artists, and still is. Oh and, yeah, uh, and Mavis, they, they still are. So I guess that's the influence that you hear when I was a kid. Yeah, was well, well, I mean, and you do, and and you continue to have that voice, and that's what's so great is that. You know, we talk about a lot of these um, young artists who are out there now and and doing their thing and and kudos to that. But, you know, there has to be something um, said about longevity 
and impact. I think that's the major thing is that I don't think so many artists sometimes don't realize how much of an impact that they've had on so many people's lives. And you're one of those. And I know that you have a real big thing about messages in songs. Can you kind of talk about that, about how it's important for you to, to, even though people are dancing and doing their thing to your music, that you do like to have a message in the songs that you create? Yeah, you know, it's because I'm a songwriter, mm-hmm. and I was always a songwriter, like all my life, in the near family days, we weren't allowed to really write because it was a, it was a production deal where the songwriters did all the writing, mm-hmm. and they were amazing at what they did, Niles and Art, and, um, but I've always loved to express my, you know, lyrics mm-hmm. through song, mm-hmm. and um I always feel like, you know, you have a captive audience when you're out there on the dance floor. So, yeah, it's nice to sing about dancing. But <laughs> let's think about something that I think, you know, that I think people want to relate to even more. Like, even with Keep It Moving. Mm-hmm. That was a personal story that I just, I went through things in my life. It sounds like a love song, but it's really just about life. You mm-hmm. know, I think you got to keep it moving. There's a line in there that says, I just, I'm just going to keep it keep it moving for me, myself. I got to keep it going mm-hmm. for me, myself, and I. And not to sound selfish about it, but I think that if we don't, it's like, how can you help other people if you can't help yourself first? That's, right. That's, that's my own testimony. Right. You know? um, right. I think that a lot of times, I remember Narda Michael Walden was talking to me once when we were recording All American Girls. And he said to me, he said, would you jump off the bridge if your sisters are drowning? And I said, yeah, of course I would. You know, like, yeah, uh-huh. I didn't think twice. He said, no, you want to you wanna go get help. You want to jump with some life jackets or you'll drown too. And I think that was something that I had to learn in life. And the lyrics to keep it moving, again, some of it is that as a double entendre, you know. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it sounds like a love song lyrics and in some cases it will it is to people but it's also about life yeah yeah we get stuck in one place I remember a friend of mine said there's no such thing as stalemate when you're playing a game of chess if you're standing still you're going backwards right you can't stand still right you have to keep it moving okay keep it moving and so that yeah, and I think when people are singing on that dance floor and they're dancing and, and they like it and they're singing along before you know it, they're, they're feeling those lyrics. They're like, yeah, I, you know what I do. Yeah, they, they, they have to absorb it at some point, you know, you know as, as they're listening uh-huh. to it. And that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, I know you really, I have you on pins and needles because we kind of paused right there at a really good point. But we're going to go to a quick commercial break, break, pay some bills, and when we come back, we'll have the rest of Kathy Sledge. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on by joining our community. Each week, we send out an email that covers important things taking place in the Progressive Voices Network and throughout the progressive world. Be the first to know of upcoming shows, schedule changes, exclusive programming, and more. Simply go to ProgressiveVoices.com and sign up for our mailing list. It's that easy. ProgressiveVoices.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining the Progressive Voices community. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life 
and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. The Commonwealth Club is a unique organization that brings together people from a variety of backgrounds to explore important issues as a community. Sooner or later, everyone worth hearing comes to our stage. From Marga Gomez to Richard Chamberlain, from James Hormel to Kate Kendall, leading thinkers, activists, politicians, and artists have come to the Commonwealth Club of California. Ted Olson and David Boyes came here to discuss their winning legal strategy for same-sex marriage. Jason Collins talked about gay athletes. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence discussed activism and good works. Actor and director Rob Reiner explained how he got Hollywood behind same-sex marriage. Barney Frank described what it's like to be gay at the highest levels of Washington. From healthcare reform to transgender rights, from immigration to gay-owned businesses, it's all at the Commonwealth Club. And that's still just a portion of the 450 programs we present every single year, with new programming nearly every single day. Be a part of the conversation. Learn more at commonwealthclub.org, download our free app in iTunes, and join us in person the next time you're in San Francisco. The Commonwealth Club of California puts you face-to-face with today's thought leaders. Okay, we're back, and I hope you're ready for our second half of the Kathy Sledge interview. A lot of people think that if you're not on the on the record charts or they hear you on the radio that you're not doing anything out there, but you've been doing some stuff. And one of the things that you have been doing is kind of revitalizing uh, the wonderful Billie Holiday in um, presenting yeah. of her song. And if I'm not mistaken, this is called The Better Side of Day? Yeah, it's called The Brighter Side of Day. The Brighter Side and of Day. interesting. Since I was, you know, since I was like 16 years old, we would always, when I was with my sisters, I would work the Vegas circuit a lot, and we mm-hmm. would open for Jay Leno and Bill Cosby, and, you know, we, we would live in Vegas, and, and Billy Holiday was always a part of the act. I would see Billy Holiday, and people would say, and it's funny, I, I never studied her voice, but I can really, you know, just do Billy Holiday's voice, mm-hmm. and um, because of that, there are only two major productions written about Billy off Broadway and Broadway, and both of those parts landed in my lap at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, the one with Audrey McDonald, Lady Dead, Emerson's Bar and Grill, mm-hmm. and the one with um, um, Dee Dee Bridgewater. No. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. I did Lady Day. Um, I had auditioned for it, and Stephen Stahl from Lady Day had told me that I brought her to life, too. Lemon's got shallows. Lemon's not shallows. So the Bible says, and it still is news. Mama may have, Papa may have. God bless the child that's got his own. Got 
What's interesting, though, her life story, I feel like, is her life story. And we all know the story. It's heavy, you know. I think, um, I, when I thought about it, I was like, you know, I know Billy didn't put that gardenia in her hair every night for us to remember the heavy. And I feel like okay. but the music tells us so much more about her. Um, I think, you know, I think I always feel like the first word that comes to mind when I actually get into character is Billie Holiday when I perform The Brighter Side of Day is there was such a sense of strength. Mm-hmm. People say, how can you perform her so well? Strength is the first word that jumps out and I feel like if she lived in a different time, it might have been a different story with her. So yeah. The Brighter Side of Day, you know, they call her Lady Day. I well, felt that- like... Let's just do Billy at her best when she when she felt her best and she looked her best and she sang those songs and you know yeah. that I was remembered at my best part of my life and well, so I thought let's just you know Marilyn had challenges but we're not reminded of them all the time let's just do Billy at her best right what would it be like you could sit back in time and walk into this club and there's Billy and Louis Jordan and Tiffany Five and Max Roach on the drums and. We just propel you into the 40s. Yeah. And it's where you... So, you know, you can tell my passion. I go on and on. No, no, I, <laughs> anyway, I like, I, and, the, and, the, and the title is amazing because it does definitely, I mean, that's the first thing I thought about is like the brighter side is definitely cause, uh, focusing on the positive parts of, um, of, of Billy's life and things that made us happy about Billy. And the stories yeah. that we are used to hearing are on, you know, the sadder, parts of her life and um and and they are you know even lady sings the blues the movie was about the the sadder parts of her life and i i kind of think it's great that you are bringing to light the the better things the things that you know the things that made her get up every morning and want to sing you know yeah (laughs) i want to sing that's the truth because it's funny because it's definitely the blues. You know, mm-hmm. there's a whole part of the show where you can't do Billy without the blues, but there was a sexy side of Billy, there was a sassy side, there was, um, you know, it was such a, a hard time for the entertainers, the black entertainers back in that day. They had to have something that made them feel, I mean, the music made them feel good. Mm-hmm. That but got her through, I think. And so, I think, you know, if, if she could tell the story, she probably would love for you to just love her. Yeah. For the music. Yeah. For her best time. Yeah. So that's well, what we celebrate. <laughs> well, that's something I would enjoy seeing, and I, 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 I definitely am going to keep my eye on the calendar to see where I can best come and see that performance for sure. Okay. Well, we actually we're we're starting a mini tour now. Um, been, I, here's another reason why. I mean, I love jazz music. When you think of jazz music, you wouldn't necessarily think of an artist like myself. And I've, you know, pleasure of knowing Stanley Clark. He's a good friend of my husband. Mm-hmm. He told me once, he's like, he told my husband Philip that he thought I had one of the best jazz voices he ever heard. And I thought, wow, well, you know, the top jazz clubs that invite him and Rochelle Farrell, they probably wouldn't think of me on their roster. Mm-hmm. But you would think of a production about Billie Holiday. Right. So right. I thought, you know, this way, it has really ushered me into the jazz industry now. And now, um, I'm very excited. Dick Parson from AOL, and he, you know, he actually owns the um, half owner of the jazz institution, Nightclub Minton. So mm-hmm. now they're starting a 
a jazz label, and I got a call to be one of their first jazz artists. Well, on awesome. And it's really cool because I feel like I'm, li- I'm living in a time where I think I'm just embracing all the things that, you know, we say we want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing them. Well, that's... And that makes me You know what you're doing. You're keeping it moving. That's what you're doing. You keeping it moving. That's exactly what you're doing. And and you mentioned the label about the yeah. jazz label, but you're also signed to um, PE, um, PEG, is it? Is that, or PEM? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's PEM, uh-huh. and it's for Pacific Electronic Music. And what, you know, with Pacific Electronic Music, because they're not really a jazz label at all that mm-hmm. certainly has permission to to move on with a jazz label as well. And I also feel like, you know, um, because of Writer's Side of Day, it was the first production that I did and now we're talking to backing to um, taking it on a, starting off with a mini tour of the top jazz club. It's funny because and knowing Billy's story, one of her biggest frustrations is they took away her cabaret license. So mm-hmm. our biggest passion was to perform at the jazz club. And now I feel like now we can do that. We can yeah. take this production at a place where I think we'd appreciate her most. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's and, that. And, and it, yeah, so, you know, it's just I'm at a place, like, I feel like um, it, another thing it did is it made me realize, well, I like doing production. Mm-hmm. So then I put together another production called um, Kathy Sledge Presents, and that's actually coming out this year, My Sisters and Me, and I just started inviting sisters in song. Like The first that I invited was Nisi Williams and Karen White and Cece Peniston, and I put together this production, and now we're talking to AIG about um, taking it to some major venues across the country, and uh, it's not your regular show where I open and then Nisi, and it's a show where we're, it's like sisterhood. It's just... Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I feel like the word diva is overkill. And between you and me, I'm not crazy about the word diva. I mm-hmm. feel like, okay, there are a million divas who are not divas. <laughs> but sisters. Right. Very, to me, it's a sense of warmth. And I wanted to just um, share the stage with sisters and songs. Well, kind of re- that kind of reminds me, mind me, getting back to your Gladys um, connection. Uh-huh. I remember back in the day, if you remember a show that Gladys Knight, Dionne Warwick, and Patti LaBelle did called Sisters in the Name of Love. Yep. And actually, since you yeah. have Karen White on the bill, yeah. they sang Superwoman in that Superwoman? show. Superwoman? Did they really? They sure did. Them. And the way that it was, it was a TV That's- special. And um, they would, they did do their own individual songs and they did songs together, but it would cut away yeah, from I their performances it. and they would be sitting around the table just talking, you know, talking about their lives That's together, wow. talking about their experiences in the music industry apart, you know, those types of things. And it was, it was like three sisters just going ahead and like one evening combing each other's wow. hair talking. It was really a cool show. Um, but it was exactly well, you know, how you're talking about exactly, it. I feel like we're going to see more and more of that. And I feel like, you know, my thoughts are the entertainment industry is very interesting. The, the music industry is very unpredictable in this day and age. But entertainment is something that I think we'll always embrace. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wouldn't it be really cool when Nisi is singing, going to take a miracle, we're in the background on the duops. And, you know, and, right. you know, Karen, you know, singing Superwoman. 
just taking that crowd to the height of the excitement. And so, you know, it would be the start of, now we're talking to promoters, different agencies, you know, getting a lot of very exciting response. But again, it leads me back to doing the things that I really want to do do. now at this stage of my life. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm really, I'm really happy that, well, I'm really happy that, um, this single, um, is, uh, you know, bringing you back to the forefront of, um, of music and, and getting your music out there for another generation of people to hear it. And I think that what you're talking about as far as your, your sister's tour, um, that's another good thing that I think young musicians can see again, um, seeing that there's camaraderie and that sticking together and and dropping yeah. the and dropping the diva at the door um, is really a better yeah, way to go, you know. Yeah, I might quote you on that. Yeah, <laughs> dropping the diva <laughs> at the is. door. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that way, you I know, love it. I, I, I just really like it. So I look forward to seeing that turn. I know it happen, and and uh, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak with you and 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 listening to your thoughts, not only in music but your thoughts in life, and um and have an opportunity thank to share that with a lot of people out there. So thank you so much for today. Well, thank you, thank you, and keep listening out for keeping moving. I will, I, I will, and you have a good day now. Kathy. All right, and good to talk to you. Okay, you okay. Bye bye. Now, I hope you got a lot out of that. Um, Kathy is amazing, and I was so impressed, and I hope you were in the interview how much she sounds like Billie Holiday when she does her. Did she not sound like, oh my God, it, that blew my mind. So look out for her on her website, kathysledge.com for uh, the tour she talked about of her tribute to Billie Holiday. She also has a tour coming up where she'll be with some other legendary uh, divas like Denise Williams, uh, Karen White, um, Cece Peniston, those types of people. Um, so look for that. And also, please listen in for her her song, Keep It Moving, Arista Freaks, uh, featuring Kathy Sledge. I had a wonderful time with you all. I hope you enjoyed both of our interviews. And we're going to go out with Kathy Sledge's new song, Keep On Moving, as we go for the week. We'll see you next week.
I'll just keep it moving, keep it, keep it moving. I guess I'll just keep it moving, and yes, I'll just keep it moving.